welcome back to love ariel it's 2024 let's go i can't believe we're already in 2024 2023 went by so 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 fast and everyone i talk to feels the same way so interesting i finally understand why our parents hurt like never know the dates of things in the past they're like back in 19 back in 1990 I get it because I can't recall anything like I can't date anything from like 2012 to 2021 it's just all those years are lost to me and it's crazy like what I just wish I had that kind of memory and I just don't I'm sure some people do but very very trippy I can't believe it is 2024 and on New Year's Eve it kind of hit me that I was not ready for a new year to begin. I felt so unready. I felt like I was just not ready to let go 2023 and just like all the years past. I just wasn't ready for it. Usually I'm pretty excited. I look forward to the new year and I'm like, oh my God, so exciting. But this year was so unique in that I just could not let go which now that I think about it is so deeply tied into the themes that I've been working through during the winter months and all that I have been excavating within myself of patterns and habits and things that I'm looking to let go of. So it's interesting that I was not ready to let go of the 2023 year and welcome in the 2024 one but I am currently feeling so energized and so motivated and so excited to see what can happen in another year in another 365 days like it's so so wild um what can change in a year and you even what can change in a day what can change in a second just from one phone call from one text message from meeting one person on the street from you know eating a meal like so much is changing all the time and it's so exciting we're you know adventuring and exploring and experiencing new things every second of every day and learning so much it's so so exciting so i'm definitely welcoming in all of that energy um and I'm actually recording in a new spot today, which is so crazy, you know, first episode of this year, and I'm in a new spot in my house, which I wouldn't have been able to record in um, previously because I have a bit of a clutter issue. Um, I'm not a hoarder, but I do collect a lot of things in my life for either sentimental value or because I just love things so much and yeah I'm gonna blame it on my Taurus rising in Venus because I like to collect things and I'm a little bit of a material girl but man decluttering has been one of the biggest themes so far from the winter season going into now this new year I have been doing so much work in the house 
and internally. Like I am doing house cleaning in my heart, in my emotional life, and house cleaning physically within my environment because the both are so deeply connected and I had been ignoring that for so long. So I hope that today's episode, as I'm talking about like my declutter process and clearing the webs, that it inspires you to maybe look at your own environment and maybe see what needs to be changed or moved around, unless you are a minimalist and you don't have the issues that I have, because um, I have seen some people's homes and they're very bare and very clean, and I'm like, okay, good for you. I don't know if there's clutter somewhere hiding in the closet or in your heart, but I know for me and a lot of the people that are my friends and my family, like I come from a clutter family, I come from an extreme maximalist family, Um, so it's always been something that I've been surrounded by, so I always thought it was normal um, until I took a deeper look into my habits and my patterns of consuming um, product and material things that I had to, like, really change some things around. Um, A really big catalyst and a really big loving push for me to you know do this move do this like first step of like realizing there may be an issue of me holding on to things was a friend of mine who pretty much was just like you're holding on to this and it's emotional baggage (laughs) and it was a sewing machine that used to sit right here if you're watching the video the sewing machine was right here I got this sewing machine in like See, this is what I'm telling you. I don't know any dates. I got this sewing machine maybe two or three years ago, and it um, lived in my old house with me, and then when I moved, I brought it in here, and I literally hadn't used it since I moved to this home, and I've been here for three years now. So, I don't know. My dates are all mixed up, because clearly I'm not sure what the timing is, but, you know, the point of the story is, is I held on to this sewing machine for so long. And it was just sitting here collecting dust in a room that really had no intentional use. And I love this room. Like the lighting in this room is so beautiful during the winter time. And I've never actually sat in here and like used it ever since I moved in, which is crazy. This room has always just been a room where I store things that I'm getting rid of or I use it as like a garage pretty much. (laughs) You know how garages like literally hold everything. It's like an everything drawer. Think of an everything drawer but in room form and that is like what manifested in this space. So there's just a lot of things in here that I don't use still till this day. I am in you know the process of decluttering this whole whole home and so I'm like going through like every drawer every closet every you know space of the house I haven't fully dug deep into this room yet so on the other side of this camera is a whole lot of clutter a whole lot of shit a whole lot of things I have art I have stuffed animals I have clothes that I'm like Um, bringing to a clothing sale at the end of the week. So that's going to be moved soon, but it's still there. I have camping things piled up. I have mattress topper. I have chairs and tents and I have water jugs for my water delivery. And I have a whole stack of shoes, all of my 60 pairs. Um, 
it's it's crazy and so I think it's also affecting the energy of this episode and I think that shows exactly how your environment and your space and your clutter affects your emotional life and your energy thankful to my friend for pointing out the fact that my sewing machine was an emotional connection and she was like we have such amazing conversations and we'll literally talk all day long forget to eat but we uncover so much I feel like and it's really nice to have friends who hold you accountable in loving and appropriate ways um that really lovingly push you into the direction of change that you need so she was telling me like you talk a lot about death and rebirth and you know this is something that has to die this is a cycle in your life this is something that you have to let go to let life in and I was like girl you're so right you are so right I really really should let this go and for me it was hard I knew for so long that I had to let the sewing machine go but it was really hard for me because the sewing machine was attached to so many dreams and desires that I had um, ever since I was a little kid of starting my own brand and making clothes and being a designer and you know I used the sewing machine I made clothes for my clothing brand that I never released but that I'm bringing to this clothing sale to just get rid of because it's taking up space in my closet I'm just holding on to pieces that I made um, but it was something that I didn't want to follow through with and that was honestly a fear of mine when I embarked on that journey of being like a designer and having my own brand I kind of knew that I wasn't gonna follow through mainly because that is an issue of mine of like follow through and that was one of my biggest fears of starting this podcast but with the brand I knew I was holding on to a lot of emotional things a lot of emotional things of being able to create what I want of being able to have what I want um, and Letting go of the sewing machine was definitely letting go of a dream, you know, letting go of the dream right now of I don't actually want to make my own clothes. I actually don't want to make clothes for people. I actually don't want to use this machine, but I'm holding on to it because I feel like it says something about myself and my worth and my ability to follow through like selling it. I thought I would feel like a failure that I'm a quitter that I proved myself right of not being able to follow through and you know I don't actually feel any of those feelings which is really really nice because I sold it just yesterday and the person who came to pick it up was a young designer he was this young guy who's doing his own cut and sew like designing his own creations and I sold it for a really really great price like 50% of what I got it for because with machinery the value goes down the first time you use it so you know I was at a point where I was just like let me just get rid of it and I am so glad that I was able to pass it on to someone that's gonna give it life that's gonna make use of it that's gonna create their dreams dreams and you know make it a reality that they can share with others and I'm so glad that it's no longer wasted energy stagnant energy in the corner of my home and I can give it to someone and it's going to be really really useful for their own energy and circulating that into the world so 
you know, I actually feel really, really good about it, even though I was very, very fearful. I am so appreciative of my friend because I honestly don't know if I would have gotten there without her. And I'm sure I would have at some point. Um, but she also told me, like, if you need help, I will help you. If you need help listing it or getting any details, like, I am here for you. And hearing that was really refreshing, really, really refreshing, because I don't know if I've had any friends to, you know, tell me that they would help me, you know, get rid of stuff and the clutter, like, no one's ever said anything when they've seen it. And I don't think it's, like, ever been crazy like I don't live in like a hoarder's home but I definitely hold on to things that I don't have any use for and it's really nice to have like that support within your you know community and actually my partner my boyfriend has been trying to help me sell this sewing machine for a very long time um, but we would go back and forth and fight about it because he would help me. He would take photos and he'd be like, are you ready to list? And I'm like, no, like you just want to get rid of my stuff. Like this is my home. This is my stuff. And it would just like, I would just spiral. And we had gone through that process about three times. And by the time I was ready, I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I had to process it on my own. Um, and I had to get to the point where I knew the reason why I'm getting rid of the thing. I needed to see the effects that it had on my life to be able to create the change. Um, and that is something that I experienced throughout my whole life. I don't listen to direction very well. I won't do something just because you told me to do it. I won't be able to do something that you think I need to do unless I know where it's coming from. It has to come from me. Like I have to understand the why, the what, the where, like how is this affecting my life? What will getting rid of this thing, you know, do for me or changing my behavior? What will that do for me? Um, I need to know those things because that's what motivates me. Like I can't do anything outside of the motivation of knowing what I'm doing in particular and how that's affecting my life, if that makes any sense. Um, so something that really helped me get there and understand the internal landscape and the internal process emotionally that I was going through that was connected to my clutter was this book, Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui, Free Yourself from Physical, Mental, Emotional, and Spiritual Clutter Forever by Karen Kingston. Kingston. Um, so it's this book right here and I haven't even finished it yet. Okay, but it has helped so much. My next chapter is clutter zones in your home, basements, attics, and junk rooms, which this is a junk room. So I'm excited to get into that chapter, but I was really able to like notice how, you know, emotional my clutter was, how emotional my collecting of things was, how emotional my consuming um, was and I've been really really working on that I've been really working on consuming less um, which I'll talk more about I've been really working on going through 
every single drawer, every single closet, every single corner of my apartment and asking myself, do I need this? Do I use this? Is this functional? Do I just want this? Is it art? Um, How can I incorporate it into the apartment where it really adds energy um, and helps circulate energy rather than being dead um, and stagnant? And I have seen the effects on my life so clearly. It's kind of crazy. Even sitting in this room right now with the clutter behind the camera and around me, it is making me very um, scatterbrained. I feel like I can't focus as much um, than when I'm recording in the living room in front of like my giant windows of trees outside. I'm able to concentrate way more. I'm being, I'm able to channel way smoother and really like sit in a flow. But here, looking into the camera, I can see so much clutter all around me and it's hard to concentrate. And it's not only a visual thing. I'm not only struggling to concentrate and be in my flow because it's a visual thing. I'm also struggling because it's an energetic thing. It's an energetic thing of feeling like you're claustrophobic, of a lot of different elements and different attachments that I have to things around me, guilt, shame, desire, sadness, um, and stifled joy. It's all there and it's all playing a role in this like web of life that I am like feeling so deeply attached to. Um, This is such a tangent, but I saw All of Us Strangers the other day and it's a great film. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watch it. In the movie, the main character talks about how there's um, like a lot of entanglements with the heart, a lot of tanglements with, you know, family trauma, history, the past, sadness, relationships, family, experiences, and it's all like tangled all up together because they all are connected in this web of life. And you can really see how everything is connected in this web of life when you start releasing and going through the process of removing things from your life that no longer serve you like the material things in your home like clutter or you know boundaries that you have to set in your life for yourself or for others all these different patterns and you know habits that we have are all connected to some emotional thing within us And it is really, really interesting to see that. I feel like I am looking at my life from a whole different perspective now of change and transformation. I'm really in the season of transforming my home and the home within my heart where, you know, I'm supposed to feel safe and loved and shame-free and guilt-free. So my friend was a really big catalyst to this change. I started thinking about it more deeply I bought this book that I was telling you about and I just started with my room I started decluttering my room and I'm going to take you through the process of what I have done so far 
I had a lot of clutter in my room of things just like sitting on my dresser of art that I really love and I feel like it's just like so girly to have like a girl room and just like things everywhere and I feel so bad for my boyfriend because he had to sleep in this space that just had me vomited all over it um but it was not a messy room but I just had a lot of things like I love little knickknacks I love little cute things and you know my whole room is basically an altar <laughs> like my altar space had just exploded all over the room I had jewelry lying here that I didn't know what to do with it and this this and that so I started with just going through my drawers and my dresser and folding things nicely taking out shirts that I don't need anymore and taking out things that I haven't worn but I've told myself I'm gonna wear one day like I suffer from the one day or the what if I just constantly think that one day I'm gonna need that thing that I haven't used in three years or what if I need this thing in five years but I haven't even used it in three years or since I got it like I notice where that behavior comes from I grew up in like three different homes I grew up in my mother's home I grew up in my father's home I grew up in my grandparents home and so I never had my things with me. I never had to, you know, pack a bag every few days. I had to pack a bag every week and just like put all my stuff in there and I would move with my bag. I wouldn't have like a set room in all those homes. I'd either, you know, sleep with my mom in her bed or, you know, eventually at one point I got my own room. Um, and my grandparents, I would sleep in, you know, like, my aunt's old bedroom at my dad's house I had my own room but I was just like constantly changing things I didn't have any of my stuff with me and that's a very stressful place you know to like live in as a kid a lot of my friends come from you know divorced families and they had the same experience of you know moving from house to house and so we've all related on that front of being just so irritated of not having your things and having to pack things with you and just not having a clear grounded space that is yours that you'll never have to worry about not having your stuff with you and you know from that experience you have an attachment to things thinking that it's going to make you feel grounded safe or comfortable that we source or that I was sourcing, you know, my comfort from things, knowing that it was there. If I needed it, it was there and I'd be okay. But, you know, that is all I had to hold on to when it actually came from, you know, just wanting space, just wanting to settle down somewhere, not having to move around constantly on an emotional level and more of a physical level than like a things material level. Um, so I understand where my what ifs and my one days come from because when I first got my apartment, you know, once I first settled down and started paying rent for my own place, I really, really valued having everything that I might need. I need a strainer. I need all the different kinds of scissors for fabric, plastic, paper, kitchen. I need every single knife. I need every single kind of bowl. I need tapes of all kinds. I need double-sided. I need regular scotch tape. I need packaging tape. I need 
so many things. I just felt like, you know, I'm tired of never having what I need with me that when I have my home, I'm going to have everything that I possibly need. And that when I host, I'll have everything that they need so that they feel comfortable. I was just very obsessed with that. And I still am. I really want people to feel comfortable when they come over. I want to be able to have everything. I want to have everything that I need to cook with. I need to have everything to do this, this and that, that I'm prepared, that I feel prepared to, you know, do life. And I think that's because I never felt prepared as a kid. I never felt prepared, you know, and grounded in a place where I could leap off and like do my best. I always felt like I didn't have what I needed with me at that moment. And that is so emotional, you know. I needed people there or I needed people emotionally, you know. I needed company, but... That's not the reality of how things went, you know? So now in my adulthood, it's a time for me to work through those emotional wounds and I'm having to confront that with my environment now of collecting things for the one day and the what ifs. So that is the framework that I've been using to go through the home. Do I need this? Do I really need this? Have I used this ever? Can someone else benefit from this thing more so than I can? Can I give someone a gift that's going to, you know, really help them? So I've been going through all my dressers and I went through my whole closet and I asked myself these questions and I got rid of everything that I didn't think I needed anymore. I was able to let go once I've asked myself those questions and I took a deeper look as to why I was even holding them on. And I sold a lot of my clothes. I sold them on Depop. I've made a lot of money on Depop just from like selling things. I went to Crossroads and sold a lot. And you know, with that cash, I go to the farmer's market and I pay for groceries. That really motivates me, the cycle of like, selling something making money and then paying for food like that is just so valuable to me and um, has really motivated me to keep selling my things if I know it has value um, I've made a lot of money on Depop you know just of getting rid of stuff and I'm like damn I've spent a lot of money on a lot of things that I thought were gonna fill a void in my life um, that was going to validate me for being the kind of person I wanted and strived to be. I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. And I'm so grateful that I've gotten to this point. And I don't think I would have gotten to this point, especially when it comes to clothes, like consuming clothing, if it wasn't for deleting TikTok off of my phone, if I'm being honest and really taking a step back from social media in general. Um... So yeah, if you need an incentive to go through your closet or, you know, your drawers, your dressers, you can make money back from your pieces. You don't have to hold on to the guilt of buying it, you know, you don't have to hold on to the shame and like trying to force it to work or like willing that one day it'll be useful and that you'll like it. You can sell it and you can make your money back and that is an energy exchange that I think is well worth it. Um, so I also have a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to bring to a clothing sale at the end of this week. And if none of that sells, I'm going to take it to Crossroads, Buffalo Exchange, Wasteland, whatever consignment stores I have near me. 
if they don't take all of it, then I'm take the rest to, you know, a um, donation bin. And then that'll be the end of that. And I'm so excited to just like fully get rid of so much of my clothes. I still have so many because I love fashion and I love clothing and I love style and putting things together. You know, this doesn't mean I'm not going to buy clothes anymore, but I'm going to be way more intentional and way less um, influenced by other people's habits when it comes to buying clothes. So yeah. Also would like to add that most of the things that I buy are thrifted um, and I haven't been to a thrift store in a very long time. I stopped shopping at flea markets months and months and months ago and I'm so glad that I did um, because just because you thrift and just because you know sustainably shopping doesn't mean you have that doesn't mean you don't have a consuming issue like a problem with consuming too much um, honestly I feel like thrifting and you know flea market shopping is kind of worse because you think it's doing less damage because it may be cheaper and you know you think it's doing less damage because it's eco-friendly and you're reusing things but it is still very much so detrimental um, to you know your life by consuming way too much and we're just not meant to be consuming that much so it's just like completely unnatural i think and we see the effects on our lives like how many people are in credit card debt like let's talk about that i remember i like had a moment on tiktok like a year ago i'm scrolling and i'm like how is everybody buying something on essence how is everybody like partaking in this essence sale you know which isn't much of a sale because you're still spending your rent's money on clothes is everybody in credit card debt and i was at an age where i was like i don't even know how credit cards work like i just have no idea i've never really thought about it i just started making a lot of money when I started modeling and I would just spend my money because I was like I have no responsibilities I'm just going to enjoy what I have but we're not really thinking clearly you know and it's hard to think clearly when you're so indoctrinated into like social media consumerist culture where we're constantly selling and buying and influencing and buying and I was a part of that I got to a point where I was like I don't want to be a part of this cycle anymore I don't want to post something where somebody else is like, oh, I need that because you don't need that. You really don't. And it's crazy because even on Depop, I see this behavior of people buying things that they don't need and they can't afford because I'll get so many messages from people, like more than I would like to admit. I get messages from people who are like, the holidays was really hard or this past week was really hard or I'm getting my paycheck in a week. Can you put this thing on hold or can you do like, a, can you discount it a little bit? And when I see those messages, I'm just like, girl, you do not need these pairs of shoes that badly. Like, I don't feel comfortable selling these shoes to you if you don't have the money for it. And people are honest, you know, they're telling me that they can't afford it, yet they still want the thing. And I'm like, is this thing really worth it? I don't know. It makes me really uncomfortable. And so when I get those messages, I just say, sorry, I can't. 
Like, I'm just not selling that to you. I can't, like, morally, I cannot sell that to you. It doesn't make any sense. But a lot of people are in that position where they're so desperate for the thing that's going to, like, make them feel better. Um, so, yeah. I think that's all I have to say on the closets, um, clothing situation. I had a major decluttering sesh with my jewelry, which felt so, 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 so good. And I'm sure there's more work I could do with the jewelry, but, um, oh, also when it comes to the clothes, I have now started to wear the pieces that I like gave a pass when I like went through. I was like, okay, I really like you. I'm going to give you a shot like whatever the hell it is, dresses, shirts, tops, jackets. I'm like, I'm going to try and wear you. And if I can't wear you, then I'm going to get rid of you. So this past like month, I've been trying to incorporate pieces that I haven't really worn yet. And it's actually been really successful and really fun. It's been like shopping in my own closet. It's been so exciting. So I've been doing the same with my jewelry. But first I went through all my jewelry. I realized that I actually have a lot of necklaces that I just can't pile on top of one another. I was just piling them on top of this like small little like lingerie dresser that I had. And I was like, okay, I just need to buy hooks. Okay, I just need to get some hooks, put them on the wall so that I can put my jewelry up. I hate other jewelry organizers. Like they're just so poorly done, I feel like, and so poorly engineered. So I found some vintage hooks on Etsy. I bought three, screwed them into the wall, and I hung all my necklaces up, and it just lifted so much dead, stagnant energy. And now I'm inspired to wear jewelry again. It's crazy. I put all my jewelry that was scattered around the home and in my room back into its place, and, you know... I'm wearing these earrings today that I haven't worn since the day I got them. Crazy. Um, I'm wearing a top that I haven't worn since I got it months ago. You know, I'm feeling so excited to like go back into my closet and feel inspired and creative. And it's so, so cool to be in that space of your own creation because you were disciplined enough to do the process and to start the thing which motivates you to go through the rest of your home and make those changes and really clean up the webs. I learned from the book, the Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui book, that there's a thing called a bagua and it's where you section off your home in a grid system with the different themes of life within your home and my bedroom is the creative space it's the inspirational space so it's really interesting how I cleaned it up you know I reorganized I redecorated the way that I you know see fit and has really inspired my creative spark again I feel very creative and ready to like birth and create new things when it comes to art or my life a vision for a new and different system and it has also affected, you know, my romantic life with my partner. Things feel so much, you know, more light. Things feel so much more romantic. Like there is space for love in this room now. And that is just so, so refreshing. And I am so grateful for that. So from the room, I went through the bathroom. I went through my cabinets and I took all these products out that I didn't need that I'm not using and what I realized is 
you know, when it comes to makeup and skincare, I realized that I was getting so much gifting from brands that I was not using, that I had no use for. And I think that's so dangerous. It really scares me to think about how many, you know, content creators are out there, models, influencers, you know, social media, whatever's that get sent so much free product that we cannot keep up. I cannot keep up with the demands that capitalism has for me, you know, like I cannot keep up with selling these products. I cannot keep up with using these products. I have no use for them. I had no intention for getting them in the first place. So I really have no intention for it in my life. And so it just sits there. And I had to throw away so much skincare that has just gone bad because it was sitting there for forever. Um, makeup that has gone bad that I was sitting there forever that I thought I was going to use but just was never going to use because I didn't even want to use it in the first place. And it's so frustrating because it's like I've just collected so much stuff that I didn't even buy. You know, I was gifted these things for free and I'm not even going to use it. And it could have gone to someone who was going to use it slash we don't need to be sending free product so crazy like that. I don't need every single shade of a product. Like, it's just ridiculous. When it comes to makeup, I give as much as I can to my mom and my sister, sometimes friends, but mostly my family. I'll give them the makeup. But especially not being like a makeup influencer or anything, I don't even wear makeup like that. Um, I just have no use for it. And then I have so much guilt for being like, oh my God, I have this thing that, you know, is so nice or really expensive and I don't use it. And then I have to throw it away. Like I hate throwing away things that I didn't use because it feels very wasteful. Um, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, my mom's house was so cluttered was because she kept things that she thought there was use for, like different containers and plastic bags and X, Y, and Z. I feel very guilty getting rid of things that I feel like I didn't use, that I feel like I'm being wasteful. So I hold on to it for longer than I should. So this is your sign to go through your makeup drawers and your skincare drawers, your whole bathroom, and get rid of the things that you don't use that are expired, especially because these things expire most times after 12 months. So get rid of it if not for your health, for your emotional well-being. Um, but yeah, going through the bathroom was so nice, going through my hair products, organizing bobby pins and hair ties. Ooh, it felt so good. And I love the bathroom. And now the bathroom feels just as, you know, energized as my room. So I trickled down and I went through, you know, some of the kitchen cabinets I've organized and gotten rid of stuff. I went through, you know, my media console thing, which was pretty much an everything drawer. I just kept so much stuff in there and I went through it the other day and it feels so much better, feels so much clearer. I know where things are now and I know what I'm using, what I find useful to me and what system works for me. I feel like I have more control over my life. Whereas in the past, I feel like I would buy things to feel like I had more control over my life rather than understanding the mechanisms and the systems in my life. That's what I'm finding gives me more um, stability and safety in knowing that I know how to function in my own home. 
I know how to flow in my own home. That is so, so, so important. And I didn't even realize that I wasn't, you know, sitting in my power when it comes to that. I feel like there are so many things in our lives that we would like to improve. There are so many things where we're like, oh, I see that as a problem. I see that as an issue. I see that as a roadblock. And I think I've been confused sometimes on how to get there. How do I get to the other side? And what I'm finding is that a lot of my process is in my home. Um, You know, when it comes to roadblocks with money, when it comes to roadblocks with, you know, relationships, when it comes to roadblocks with creativity, I wasn't really looking at my home environment as a process, as a way of clearing the webs, and it totally is for me personally. And I would love to hear your guys' stories if, you know, you also tend to collect things and have clutter around the house. Even if it's a little bit of clutter, clutter is clutter. And that's one thing I learned from this book was that it doesn't matter your size of clutter, where your clutter is, it's still cluttering a space in your life. It is still holding a part of your life hostage. It's not leaving room for breath, for life, for movement. Um, And so I'm still in the middle of this process, you know. I have a lot more to work on in this home and I am so motivated to do so. I'm so excited to do so. I literally haven't gone out to see friends. I like went to go see friends the other day and it was really, really, really nice. Um, And I realized how I haven't gone out in a very long time, especially because it's been the holidays and also winter. But I have been working on the house every day. If you call me up and you ask me what I'm doing, I'm telling you I'm decluttering. I am cleaning. Because there's just so much work to do. It's so, so crazy. Um, I just don't understand how I collected so many things over the years. And it is, I think, unique to many people who are attached to social media. um, Either for job you know like it's your money it's your livelihood it's your career or because you just love scrolling on social media we have been consuming so much product since tiktok came out and i realized you know looking around my house that i was a direct you know product of that boom because I wouldn't have collected all these things otherwise, I don't think. I don't think I would have. So I've had to really take a look at how I want to use social media going forward. There is so much noise going on outside, especially recording where I am today. There are just so many different noises that I have not encountered before. So I think I'm going to end the episode here. But I am so excited to be back, you guys. I have missed y'all so, so, so much. Um... Ever since I took the break, you know, for the holidays and the new year, I've gotten so many sweet messages from people telling me, you know, how much this podcast means to me and means to them, excuse me, and you know, what you've, what you've gathered from it. So I really appreciate those messages. I haven't even started, you know, I started this podcast in March of 2023, so it hasn't even been a full year yet. And I'm so excited to, you know, continue 
this journey that is life with you guys. And I love you all so, so, so much. Get to decluttering. Clear the cobwebs. Do the excavations of your internal world and landscape and just spread your energy, shine bright, and I love you.